Your finances will leave a long-lasting impact on your family. After all, you only retire once. If you're looking to discuss all things pertaining to your retirement, you've come to the right place. This is Retirement Matters with Michael Stewart. Well, hello and welcome to Retirement Matters. I'm Mark Haywood alongside Michael Stewart. He's the founder of Crystal Lake Tax and Financial with an office in Crystal Lake, Illinois. Check him out online at crystallaketax.com. That's crystallaketax.com. Now, Mike has his MBA in finance and is a registered financial consultant. He co-authored a book, Purpose-Based Investing, Nine Lessons to Rescue Your Retirement from Wall Street, that is available on Amazon. And of course, Crystal Lake is a one-stop shop with a CPA, enrolled agent, and paralegal all on staff. They can help when it comes to all things financial and any of your retirement matters. With that being said, Michael, hello, and welcome to the program. Hello, Mark. It's always a pleasure speaking with you. It is. It's always a joy to podcast with you. I hope to reach some of your clients and uh, anyone perusing out there, maybe trying to start thinking about retirement a little bit. We welcome you into the podcast with us, and uh, you'll find out a little bit later. We welcome your questions as well. Maybe your question could be featured as a topic on the podcast. But before we get to any of that today, let's start off with a little bit of the news. Extra, extra, read all about it. Recently in the headlines, Michael, a report from Experience says the average payment for Americans buying new cars is now at an all-time high of $523 a month. Does this seem like bad news to you? Uh, This Experian report could have been just as easily about student loan debt, mortgage debt, auto debt, any of those things. Easy credit is basically death by a thousand paper cuts. It's systematic of how the banking industry and lenders have kind of trained consumers to focus on the payment each month rather than the true cost over the lifetime of the debt. So using the car buying experience, since that's what this article is about, is have you ever noticed that the salesperson ever asks you how much you want to pay for the car or even the interest rate that you're willing to pay? Now, those are typically very important questions. The question that they always ask is, what can you afford? This really serves two purposes for both of their benefit on the dealer side. One, they can reverse engineer the maximum amount of debt that you can take on based on the number of years they can stretch out this loan. So therefore, that way they can push you into a more expensive vehicle because you said you're comfortable paying that $523 a month. Or what they can do is if you've already found that vehicle, but they know that you're willing to spend up to that $523 or whatever the payment happens to be, then they can reverse engineer what the highest interest rate that they can still charge you and still remain in what is your considered you know, comfort zone from a payment. And I have tremendous concerns when, not if, but when, the next economic downturn or recession comes because so many households are leveraged to the hilt where every dollar that comes in is committed to go out be it a large car payment, a large mortgage, student loans, credit cards, Netflix, whatever it happens to be. Either way, when this nine-year bull market economic expansion comes to an end and people begin to lose jobs, then as Warren Buffett once said, when the tide goes out, you'll see who's swimming naked. And this is what an over-leveraged debt scenario is just going to compound the pain for many families. So yeah, it, it is kind of scary about the report with the all-time high in the in the payments, but it can be extrapolated to so many more financial matters as well. That's right. And that's important too, really why for you, the individual, it's important to know what you can afford and what you cannot afford. And as you're thinking about retirement, just thinking through keeping up with rising cost of healthcare and automobiles and everything else out there for that matter. Agreed completely. This has been In the News. It's time for the mailbag. We want to hear from you. (laughs) 
Well, as we said, we'd love to hear your questions here on the podcast. We've got a good one that came in today from August in Sarasota, Florida. August says, my buddy says I should only be willing to work with a fee-based advisor. As to not show my ignorance on the topic, I nodded and agreed, but honestly, I'm not sure what fee-based means. What is it, and is he right, that it's the best kind of financial advisor? Yeah, August, this is a common concern that baffles many investors, especially when you're newly going out seeking either a new advisor or your first advisor. And the best way I can explain it is through what the Securities Exchange Commission, the SEC, calls standard of care. And it has to do with how advisors are compensated and what's in the best interest of the client. So you would think that this is, you know, doing what's in the best interest of the client would be common sense. But unfortunately, common sense isn't always common practice. So for more on this and a good laugh, if you Google Hightower Butcher vs. Dietitian, it's a great YouTube video that's put out by an investment company that explains how a broker is kind of like a butcher and his goal is to sell you the most meat, you know, regardless of what it does to your heart. Whereas a fee-based advisor is more of a dietitian whose goal is to keep you healthy because he's not compensated by the amount of stuff you buy. You know, they're paid for the advice, not the product. So there are two standards of care. So for brokers, you know, which are more commission-based, there's what they call a suitability standard. For fee-based advisors, there's a fiduciary responsibility. And here's the difference. Suitability standard is used for commission-based investment products. Suitability doesn't mean it has to be the best choice for you. It just means that at the time of sale, it was reasonably suitable. And it made sense at that point in time. So the broker may have chosen fund A over fund B because he earned a higher commission. And maybe your investment expenses are even double in this recommended investment, but it was still deemed suitable. Whereas on the other side of the fence, for fee-based advisors who's a fiduciary like my firm, fiduciary standard means that I have to put the client's interest ahead of my own. There has to be no conflict of interest. Any compensation I receive has to be disclosed at the time of sale. So the fiduciary standard holds the advisor legally accountable for the appropriateness of the investment and that it was recommended because given nearly all other alternatives, It was truly in the client's best interest, not the broker's. That's right. It's all about looking out for your best interest. And you want to make sure that you are working with a fiduciary as you get into planning for your retirement, because you want to make sure that your advisor really is helping you to find solutions to your unique challenges and finding the best solutions to your unique challenges in retirement. Well, that's all for our mailbag segment of the podcast today. Let's dive in now to some statistics. And before you exit out, before you go back to Facebook or meme hunting on the internet, we promise we're going to do our best not to make your head spin in this portion of the podcast today. But sometimes statistics are actually helpful, right? So I just kind of want to go through some demographics, some statistics about retirement, and I want to hopefully withdraw some insight from those statistics into how others approach financial and retirement planning. So let's just look at some intriguing demographics and see what they tell us about retirement these days. Yeah. So one of the things is that uh, people over the age of 65 currently make up over 13% of our country's population. Wow. So by the year tw- yeah, by the year 2030, it's going to be over 20% of the population. That's so, a lot higher than I thought it would have been. Yeah. It's increasing on a, on a daily basis, but it becomes the, that's why the importance of financial planning and retirement income planning has been so paramount and you know why you see it in the headlines all over the time. So one of the thing is, you know, with the baby boomer population kind of you know coming of age if you will towards retirement our population is aging relatively quickly you know we always mention that you know 10,000 baby boomers are retiring every day and will continue to and hence why the amount of the population over 65 is growing you know and it's really going to cause two different things one is kind of a brain drain of experience from the workforce and it's also a financial drain on some of the entitlement systems that we have as they begin to claim social security and medicare 
which is going to increase the cost of the system that's already kind of underfunded. Uh, that also means that a higher percentage of people are going to be taking money out of the market instead of investing money into it. So the market's priced based on a couple things. So mainly, you know, earnings, earnings of the corporations. But it's also based on supply and demand. So the more buyers you have, then the prices go up. The more sellers that you have of stocks, the prices drop. So what happens is these retirees need income from their portfolios in retirement. They either have to sell their investments to generate the income or reposition them away from stocks into income generating investments. And either way, it's probably going to pressure the markets. And you also have this demand for assisted living and nursing home facilities that as the population ages, healthcare costs are skyrocketing. You know, in our regular inflation, you know, what the government says it is, is at about 2%, but healthcare inflation is at about 6%. The average cost of healthcare is about $50,000 a year for home care and about $90,000 for nursing home care. And stats show that a 65-year-old couple, there's a 70% chance that one of them is going to need long-term care. And retirees, despite knowing these stats, they're just not prepared. Here's another interesting stat about folks who are 65. 65-year-old male is expected to live to age 83, but a 75-year-old man, so 65 and 75, a 75-year-old man is expected to live older until 86. Now, bear with me here. For a 65-year-old female, her life expectancy is 85. But for a 75-year-old woman, it's 88. Why are these numbers important, and why is it that life expectancy is actually increasing as you get older? It's improving health care, improving lifestyle, improving health care. And it's important to understand that as you age, life expectancy continues to increase. And that's what those stats show that you have is, you know, the longer you're here, the more likely that you're going to continue to be here. So you can't construct a retirement plan that acts like a fixed point. You know, one of the things that I dislike about our industry is we like to use linear assumptions. And that means that, hey, if I plug in that, you know, you're going to make 6% a year every year until you pass away at 90, then look, this plan works. But life doesn't work in a linear fashion. You know, there's going to be ups and downs. There's going to be, you might live till 80, you might live till 105. Who knows what happens? But the key thing on there is that this is a moving target that keeps moving and you got to continue to revise that plan as you get older. So it's very important to be sure that your portfolio has enough long-term growth to keep up with inflation, but it's also going to be able to generate the retirement income that you need today and in the future. All right, Michael, this next stat, there's going to be a lot of numbers in it. Don't if you're listening, don't let these numbers make your head spin. Really what I want to get into is um the importance of these numbers. So as I list them off here, don't don't get too into the weeds here. But people over the age of 65 generate income in several different ways. 37% of their income is from social security. Income from working represents about 30%. Pensions make up about 19% and savings and investments make up about 11%. So again, a lot of numbers there. What's notable about these numbers? Uh, there's a, a couple things really before I kind of you know get get into the weeds on this is that 19% that pensions make up. So that's for older retirees because many retirees today don't even have the option of a pension anymore. So the amount that's going to have to be made up from investments is going to nearly double if not triple over the next few years for current retirees. So now what's notable about these is that more than a third of individuals' income for people over 65 actually comes from Social Security. We every quarter do you know what we call Social Security maximization workshops, usually do them at a local village hall or library. You know, it's not a dinner seminar because it's truly an educational event. But we discuss it. Social Security, although socially, you know, we dismiss it like, oh yeah, I wonder if it's gonna be there. It remains a large percentage of people's overall retirement income. 
So you have to make the right choices. So we help people determine, you know, when to take Social Security, at what age, how to coordinate it with other resources. But another thing is that a lot of people are waiting longer and longer to retire because of this income gap. Social Security was not designed to be your full retirement plan. In 1940, the first checks went out for Social Security. Life expectancy was 63 years of age. Just think about that. 20 years less life expectancy than currently today. Social Security didn't start until 65. So the plan was never that you were actually going to use Social Security. It just happens to be if you outlived past 63 and got to 65, well, then for another year or two, maybe, you know, you get a little kicker for Social Security. Life expectancy today at a low end is about 83. You're going to be retired 20 or 30 years. And it's why the system is stressed financially, and it's only going to get worse without any kind of reform. So without pensions, the responsibility for retirement savings is falling on all of us as individuals. And pensions, they're just becoming less common. Gone are those days of the gold watch and the pension. We are responsible for our own retirement and retirement income planning, and just many people aren't prepared. They don't know how to coordinate all these resources, and it's why you need a written plan, because hoping things are going to work out isn't a viable strategy. And lastly, you know, it's important to generate income from a lot of different sources in retirement. Our firm specializes in retirement income planning. We're not trying to grow your money to the sky or, you know, beat the market. Our emphasis is on maximizing the retirement income that you can get from all of your combined resources, IRAs, 401ks, Social Security, savings, pensions, whatever resources you have. How do we generate an income that you cannot outlive and is going to rise over time to keep up with inflation? In retirement, there's no paycheck coming in other than the one we help you create. There's no redo button. You have to get it right the first time. I like what you said a little bit back there, Michael, that retirement no longer is a gold watch and a pension. You really do need a comprehensive plan in place when you retire that's going to get you not just to retirement, but all the way through retirement. You want to generate income. You want to cover your health care needs. And we... From a couple of podcasts back, we talked about legacy planning and fun money. You're going to want to travel some in retirement. And so if you listen to that, or even if you didn't, it's important to know that your retirement is unique and you're going to face challenges today that, quite frankly, we didn't face 20, 30 years ago when retiring. So it's all about getting a plan in place. You can do that by reaching out to the team at Crystal Lake Tax and Financial. Just pick up the phone, call 815-526-3092. That's 815-526-3092. Again, get a comprehensive retirement plan in place. And if you don't have one of those, if you don't know what that looks like, Call that number, 815-526-3092. That's 815-526-3092. Michael Stewart, founder of Crystal Lake Tax and Financial, with about two decades of experience as a financial planner. Thank you for joining us on the podcast today. Mark, as always, it was a great time. And I think the thing I'm most proud about is despite all the numbers in that demographic segment, we didn't assign any math. That's right. That's right. Didn't get too deep into the weeds. And those numbers, I hope, really were able to provide you, the listener, with some insight into retirement. One more time, if you have questions, just call 815-526-3092. That's 815-526-3092. This is Retirement Matters. 
investment advisory services offered through Sound Income Strategies, LLC, an SEC-registered investment advisory firm. The information provided herein is for training or educational purposes only and does not constitute an offer to sell or a solicitation of an offer to buy any securities, investments, investment strategies, or investment advice relating to securities, nor is the information or representation that any security is a suitable or appropriate investment for any person. Before acting on any advice, you should consider the appropriateness of the advice having regard to your own objectives, financial situation, and needs. Please contact us to obtain our disclosure brochure relating to the services offered by Sound Income Strategies, LLC, and consider its contents before making any decisions. Where quoted, past performance is not indicative of future performance. Sound Income Strategies, LLC does not represent or warrant that the contents of this program are suitable for you from a compliance, regulatory, legal, or any other perspective. We shall have no responsibility for your use or non-use of the program or any portion thereof.